Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. How's it going, man? Going good. Going good. Did you see that post I put up on Facebook about the GTO? No. So, um, and it's kind of coming up. Somebody found like a, a 1962 or 1963. Oh, uh, oh the road. ad? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, real. Yeah, sorry about that, yeah. $19,000 for a Ferrari GTO. Which, what is that? Did you know what that equates to in today's money? $112,000. That would have been a smart investment. Well, you could, you know, they say you could have <laughs> bought a house, you could have bought, uh, bought a Ferrari GT. But, I mean, now it's what? 35, 45, if not more, million. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a regret, regret not buy purchase. Well, so that story goes a little deeper because, and I've said this before, uh, the guy that restored my Triumph, Glenn Vaughn Restoration, whose right. father was in, in, in business with Phil Hill, the race car driver, they almost bought that car back in the day. <laughs> oh. And I had sent that to him. He's like, Yeah, I've seen that car. He's like, I've driven that car. He's like, We did a bunch of stuff on it. But uh, that it's apparently it's got a, quite an interesting history. It's been several colors. I think it's blue now. It started as white. But uh, yeah, that was for some reason it sort of started to break the automotive internet a little bit. But like, yeah, it's, it's cool. interesting. Yeah, 19 grand. Uh, was, no, sorry. It was listed for 19 grand, um, but they sold it. He, the guy sold it for like 12 something. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a markup on that. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I did, uh, well, it's uh, we did the Women's Summit at Dirt Fish. It was fantastic. I met Michelle Mouton. My life is complete. <laughs> Nothing else to live for. And I'm done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was amazing. Uh, definitely a great Meet Your Heroes moment. Like, she was great. I've, so. I've never seen you like that. Like, I was telling people that. I was like, I'm usually the wild and crazy one. But, like, she pulled up, and I hadn't, I didn't know what she looked like now. Like, I've seen hundreds oh, yeah. of photos of her. And I've never seen you like not know what to do with your hands. Like you were just like <laughs> like fumbling, and so which I totally get. Well, you meet one of the greatest drivers of all time, and yeah, I, I, she was I, pretty amazing. Very quickly, very you know, smart. I really fell, enjoyed her. fell in love with her. I mean, and the way she just she's like, I didn't I didn't care if I was a woman. I just you know, I need to beat the guy next to me. I didn't give a guy. Or, <laughs> so that was really cool. In Group so, B of all things, too. Yes, yeah, which yeah, which is pretty sweet. Um, so that was cool. And then I did the first project in the shop on the new pavement. For once, I wasn't laying in the dirt. That's good. Did a brake brake job on uh, Buddy's. Cherokee, Luke, uh, yeah. his Cherokee, no problems. Man, was it nice to not be in the dirt. Nice. Okay. So, um, we'll do our Carter Automotive Group Tip of the Week, brought to you by that little situation. Um, <laughs> boy, I should have watched the YouTube video on that. I was thinking that should be super easy job. No special tools required. Did you just do, you do pads or do rotors? Pads and rotors. Okay. But it uses a T55 Torx to get the, the rotor bracket bolt off, which I didn't have. I have every size out there. For some reason, I didn't have a T55. So, I had to go get that from the store. No big deal. But uh, it also has an electronic parking brake. On that... I'm used to parking brakes, electronic ones especially, being overly complicated. Like, you need some special tool or module to get it done. Nope. On the Jeep, you literally just go into the dash and say service mode. <laughs> it retracts the parking brake. Oh, okay. Super easy. Like, once I had the right tools, one of the easiest brake jobs out there. Like, really straightforward. So, what if, even if you, like, in mine, you have to get out and you have to, you have to set it. If you don't set it, it's not on. Yeah. Okay. But it's retracting the, the piston all oh, the way back. Oh, I get it. Because otherwise, so you, you push up. against it, you'll break it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but you another, need that. Yeah. Another yeah. special tool I didn't have was a thin set of um, wrenches. Mm. It uses a thin 17 millimeter to hold, and then will you undo one of the things, which is, okay. I didn't have one, so I just made one. Grinder and a cheap wrench and just ground a 17 down, put it on there, good to go. Um, yeah. I don't know how many times I've come across this in the industry, but... The tools you make are the best tools you have almost every time because they serve a specific purpose. From like if you've ever done or seen anybody do spark plugs on a 911, the newer ones, they're a nightmare to get to. They tell you to drop the exhaust, but if you make your own extension, you can just get to it without taking all this stuff out. Hmm. Goes from like a $2,000 job into a simple spark plug change with an awkward angle. So, well, I mean, I learned on TikTok that if you know, like the loose knuckles, that if you you put a rubber band around them and make them hard again, you can put them in any angle you want. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Shrink wrap on a yeah. <laughs> if if you have a special job like that, and it requires a special tool. <laughs> yeah. 
look on YouTube videos, look online. There's probably a way around it without spending. I mean, to be fair, it's me. So I ordered a set of thin wrenches right after this, but I didn't, wasn't going to stop me from doing the job. It's just a brake job. Sure. And like not even a minute on the grinder with safety glasses, mind you, didn't lose an eye this time. And uh, good to go. <laughs> It's got a lot of questions, but I'm going to let that one go for now. <laughs> no so, metal yeah. in the eye this time. Good. Um, but uh, this is just simple stuff. But we are going to talk to someone today who is the go-to for performance parts, especially if you have a Mustang, uh, any Ford for that matter, yeah. or several vehicles, because uh, the name is far more synonymous. It's synonymous with everything fast. And she has one of the fastest American vehicles indirectly named after her. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Molly Celine or Celine, which is Celine or Celine? Let's start with that. It is selling, like gasoline. Selling, okay. Yeah. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, did you grow up with cars, or was this new to you? I've been <laughs> no, I've totally all week. New. I've been waiting. I don't I've really been waiting. Know. <laughs> it was totally new. <laughs> no, yeah. Growing up, I was like, Dad, why is our name on every car that we drive? <laughs> Dad sure likes our name. He puts it on everything. He puts it on everything, <laughs> multiple times, <laughs> every location you look. No, yeah, That's no, so I cool. grew up born and racing, and I love it. I just have the racing I mean, gene in me. <laughs> I think I think that would be, uh, we all dream of, of being raised like that and being like, you know, having a dad that's like, yeah, we're just going to build faster and faster cars, especially on the Mustang platform. And then, I mean, the S7 is one of my favorite cars in the world. I, I was telling Dan, I grew up in Spokane, Washington, and I think one of the first ones I ever saw was years ago when they first were sold, and it was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And nobody knew what it was. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just amazing sitting on the side of the road. So uh, you know, congratulations on that. that. Yeah, the yes. fun fact about that is the S7, the code name for it was the Molly Project. There you go. So, yeah, when we were building it, um, we were building it over in Europe. So nobody in the States knew it was going to be the American supercar. And so its code name was the Molly Project. So I love that car as well. Yeah, probably because <laughs> you were the only one who could climb comfortably in and out of it. I've been in one of those. Like, it's 100% driver-focused position. Once you're in it, it's great. But getting out of it, you kind of look a little funny. At least I do, because I'm large. I think you look cool getting out of that car no matter what. And I have flopped out of one, so yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's go back and talk about where, you know, obviously, you know, you were around cars all the time, but I mean, you have that passion. You didn't, it didn't, I've seen people that, whose parents worked in the car industry and they're like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this kind of thing. Yeah. I have two older brothers. And, um, <laughs> so if that says anything too, um, but yeah, just growing up from it, I was, I grew a passion just watching my dad race and handing out posters and working on cars and, you know, my mom would always try to discourage me from the racing side of it. And so when my dad would have his race and he'd get out of the car and, you know, the car would be really hot and he's super sweaty and I would jump in it and I would just be like, oh, I want to race. I want to drive. And she was like, what are you talking? It's stinky. It smells like it's wet. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, this is awesome. And so from a young age, all I kept asking for was racing schools. Take me out. Show me, dad. Show me, show me. And so um, I was fortunate enough to obviously have him teach me how to race and then be around some of the best racing instructors ever, you know, Bondurant, Fernelli Jones, um, Tommy Kendall, like everybody's kind of put their hand on and help give me firsthand advice um, on the track. So I've had an array of different um, classes that I raced. I started off in shifter carts. I did a little, a little bit of legend racing. I did um, NASCAR. I was in the super lates and the late models. And then most recently in GT4, with the Celine S1. So it's been it's been fun dabbling in all the different aspects of it and um, 
kind of by far, I really like the, the Salinas one in the sports car racing is kind of up my alley. NASCAR was um, really grassroots and uh, no power steering. <laughs> yeah, very cool car. We've seen the S1. Uh, let's see, we first saw it at Concorso, I think, the first time. Concor- yeah, Concorso Italiano, and then I think uh, obviously LeMay. When, when, LeMay when they when they did the uh, display there. Yeah, yeah, LeMay yeah. was great. I have my Molly Pop Celine Mustang. I have a 2007 Celine with its own custom paint. Yep, I was going to ask you about the Molly Pop brand because I've mm-hmm. seen you advertise it. What is Molly Pop? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so basically, um, when I was in college. Um, we were, I wanted to get an, a Celine Mustang, obviously when I graduated and I worked really hard and, um, my mom has her own custom color and it's called Liz stick red and her name is Liz. And so it's a really candy apple red and it's, it's gorgeous. And so I wanted to have my own custom color. And so I went back to our paint facility and was like, let's do a couple spray outs. And I really wanted it to be a hot rod pink. And that uh, pink that not only women would love, but also men could drive because it was mm-hmm. super vibrant, but really candy. I don't, I didn't want the mauve look or like a baby pink. Anyway, so I did a bunch of spray out panels and did a whole presentation pitch to my father of why we should carry Molly Pop pink. And um, he signed off on it and we went to production and I had my Molly Pop Mustang and it kind of just blew up from the inception of when I first got it delivered literally like got front covers of magazines it grew its own identity i created a molly pop clothing line based off of it so it was it's a women's racing inspired clothing line and then did logo wear for it and it just kind of went we're currently building a new 2023 celine mustang and a molly pop pink that's being sold to a gentleman so i'm i'm really excited about that i like it stands out and it's different i mean it's cool so when you when when you are who you are and you want your own Celine Mustang and and you and you know you've worked very hard for it. Mm-hmm. Does your Mustang have a few things that the rest of us couldn't get kind of thing? Is that a good question? Is there some things on there that would be fun, you know, only you know about? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, with that there there are perks. <laughs> sure, there sure. should be. So, Nobody should knock you for but that. With, that. with it all. Yeah, no. Well, and but also it's like the R&D parts. Like let's try it faster. I want to do this. I want to add. So I'm kind of the guinea pig too for a lot of things that would become <laughs> optional equipment for future models. And what's actually funny too is in um so one of the first Celines I drove, I had a white convertible with white wheels and um I wanted a big stereo system in it. That was the hot thing. I needed it for college and that was it. So um, we just went, I went aftermarket and got a, you know, touch screen so I can watch my Britney Spears music videos. I needed, you know, two subs in the trunk and all that. But that was the inspiration. That was the same stereo that my dad ended up using and putting in the S7 productions because he loved it so much. And like, he was like, oh my gosh, that stereo equipment, like it was great. So um, we ended up using that for the S7 production was that touch screen. Ah, Kenwood, you know, I like yeah. that. <laughs> I remember those days of the screens coming out. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so but cool. back yeah. then, you know, so that car was unveiled in 2000. So back then yeah. it was the new new. <laughs> I think I had a screen like that in my oh, I did. Subaru Legacy. It didn't look as good as it does in the S7. I had one in so. my, my GTI <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And a PlayStation in the glove box. Oh, yeah. PS2, actually, for- yeah. For all the racing you should do on the side of the road. Oh, no, gr- yeah. Gran so. Turismo while driving, no better way to get sure. your passengers really yeah. dizzy. <laughs> Super. <laughs> Super. Anyway, I've been loving the resurgence of the Celines, the Fox body 
Absolutely. So those have been like the new hot ticket on the used market if you still got one of those. And now, like, I mean, they were always cool when I was in high school. And then Fox Bodies dipped off. And now they're like all the rage again. Uh, do you have like um, uh, any I, historics in your stable? Yes. So I do have an 89 Celine that I'm currently doing a full yeah. resto mod on. But um, yeah, did you guys see like bring a trailer brought made over 100 for the Celine? So it's yeah, definitely coming back. And as far as the aftermarket part side of it, been selling a lot of Fox body kits. That's kind of been our hot, hot item right now. I was wondering, are you guys going back into production? Cause I want, I know you're this, you're on the parts side. So I want to know all about that. Like how is uh, Celine handling the, the rise in demand? I mean, are you guys going back into R and D or reselling what you have? Like, uh, how's that Definitely. working? Yeah. So, um, so kind of just give you a backstory of like what I do and what, how I separate yeah. from my father. So my dad still runs Celine automotive and he does all the vehicle production and then I run Celine performance parts. And so with that, I sell all the aftermarket parts um, for all the way from 84 to current. And I have the tooling, I have the original tooling from when we first made it. And so I make them here. So we just recently moved to Austin, Texas. I've been here a couple of years now and I, we have urethane machines. I have a whole composite department. And so this is kind of the messy shop because this is where we manufacture all the parts and I manufacture the parts and ship them back to my father, which he uses on the production vehicles. So, but to what you were saying about the box bodies, I, yeah, I have the original tooling and we've been still making the parts and sending them out to customers. And um, so if you have a Fox body and you want to add Celine aftermarket parts to it, just, we have them. <laughs> what's, a, what's new on your side for the Fox bodies, just in general, or, or backdating stuff is you, the tooling's obviously improved, the technology's improved. What new parts have you developed even that have been really cool? Um, we haven't done anything like we haven't brought out like new products specifically. So what we try to do is keep everything OE. So I want to make okay. sure everyone has exactly rip, um, the exact parts that they got on their original manufactured Celines. Um, but with that, we are launching a program where we we're basically going to handpick people that have um, a Fox body and we'll take it and kind of put that singer experience to it and go through it in full detail and put it back to OE day one, 100 point checklist will clear and um, offer that service to people if they wanted to bring their car and make it exactly like it left the production floor again. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Cause so, I mean, you guys started with Mustang, right? Like that yep. was the first platform. Okay. Yep. And, and, you, and you now work with what F, F-150, you have the S7. Are you working with the Bronco too? Yes. Yeah, okay. so our current lineup right now is the um, the Celine Mustang, the Celine, um, the F one fifty, and the Bronco. Um, we have an off road version, and then we also have an urban sporty version, and those are being okay. launched soon. And okay. um, and then we're going to be in production with the S one um, as a production vehicle as well. Okay. And then the S seven, uh, we just recently we sold out, but we did the S seven Lamar series, um, which we did uh, seven chassis of the S7 that we completely revamped, started at 1500 horsepower, complete carbon bodies. That's what that car needed was more horsepower. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's the one thing everybody got that car and you went, you know what, this needs more horsepower, right? I mean, the intricacy, I, I remember how beautiful it was looking at that car just sitting still in the intakes. I mean, even if it was, it was the single, no turbo or twin turbo, it's just absolutely a beautiful car. Um, our listeners can't see this, but she's sitting here and she, you're sitting in front of two of your cars, of, of S1s, right? Your, your race yes. car. And then you have a drift version as well, correct? Uh -huh. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So one is set up like a street car, but it has the whole e hand e-brake and stuff for drifting exhibitions. 
And then my other one is the Molly Pop Pink, as close as I could get it to uh, Molly Pop in a wrap form. Oh, yeah, um, it makes sense. <laughs> and that's what For I campaigned sure. when I did the Celine Cup series and then was racing in the GT4. Um, so that's my current race car. And then we also, cool. out here in uh, Texas, I offer programs where people can go out to either Harris Hill or Coda, Circuit of the Americas, and you can rent an S1 and, and go around the track. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that track. Austin, Austin's, I love Austin in general, but I was down a couple of years ago for F1, and it's just so much fun. That's such a beautiful track to be at. So, yeah. And you guys, you, you just moved you know, the parts departments, or not parts mm-hmm. departments, sorry, the parts section, section out there, correct? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. But they build the cars in California, correct? Yeah, in Corona, California is where okay. all vehicle production nice. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have to come so out cool. here and take a tour of my facility. I you have to yeah. trust my <laughs> own to go to Texas. I love Ever. going down. Yeah. yeah. Texas is great. Yeah. We're in Washington. That's not a hard thing. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> weather out here is pretty crazy, though. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get used to that. It was like... It snowed this morning here, so... Yeah. 40 today, so... Yeah. yeah. It's all over the place. It, it was it was snowing and freezing in Texas this year. They've had it all. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. So. You guys do when I first there. moved here, I was snowed in for a week. I didn't even know <laughs> it snowed in Texas, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was driving a Celine sport truck when I first got here because in Texas you got to drive a truck, yeah. I guess. So I was in the Celine black label truck and had no idea the roads were completely iced over. But I had never really driven on ice because I'm a California girl through and through, born and raised. Right. And so I hadn't seen snow until I was like, I don't know, 20. So anyways, I had never driven on ice and um, we were snowed in, but it was, it was not snowed. We were iced in. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't notice. And I was like, it doesn't even look like anything. I could totally drive in this. So I was like, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to go drive. I pulled out of my garage and I start driving down and I get to a stop sign and I go to stop and my car keeps going. And I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> Then I was like, no big deal. <laughs> so then I keep driving a little bit more. I get to the next stop sign and I literally can't stop. And I'm like, whoa, this is like insane. I couldn't get traction. I had to drive back home in reverse to get like my traction going. And then I'm doing like a standing burnout to try to get my car into the garage. So yeah, ice is no joke. Yeah, snow tires on a lightning, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you don't have a long commute. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Lightning, funny. the new Celine Lightning. We just did um we did the full on suspension on that. It's it's been getting a lot I of I saw attention. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I saw that on your I think it was on your Instagram. I was yeah. admiring that. I was like, damn, that is cool. We took that to King of the Hammers and just hammered it. And it was <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. It's it it's pretty cool suspension setup, so so um, if, if people, and I don't know who wouldn't know what goes into one of your cars, but like what type of products do you do? Because I mean, it's not just, there's, there's some aesthetics products, definitely performance, suspension, things like that. Yeah. So basically with the Celine, it's a whole, we're a complete vehicle manufacturer. So with that, we change the whole exterior, interior, suspension, brakes, exhaust. You think of it, we change it. And so everything is a cohesive thought. And so aerodynamically, like how my dad designs the vehicle. It's like the front fascia. It's not just aesthetically pleasing, but everything is functional and like works with each other. And we like reduce the weight. We change the lines. We extend the vehicle. So everything is kind of built um, from racing. Like we have a racing pedigree and background. And so we want the car to handle its best, but also look amazing too. And so what a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, we thoroughly change every, we take the car down with its frame and change everything about it. 
Um, we do have different levels. So we have, it's called white label, yellow label, and black label. So the white label is an introductory into the Celine brand. So it doesn't have the whole aesthetics um, done to it. And then same with the performance, we do calibration and air filter swaps and stuff like that. Um, and then the yellow label looks like the white label, but um, we add a supercharger to it. So you kind of see if it's like a sleeper type vehicle. And then the black label is what most people are familiar with as a Celine vehicle because that gets the complete aero, interior, suspension, everything. So, Cool. Now, when, with that, does the customer go buy their own car or can they purchase this car through a Ford dealership? Or? Yeah. So um, with the Celine vehicles, you buy it as a completed vehicle from your Ford dealer. So you can so either cool. you go to your local Ford dealer and buy it. If they're not a Celine dealer, you can contact us um, and we'll retail direct you through a Ford dealer and have it delivered straight to you. So I'd want to do like the Ford, the Celine, Celine experience. experience and go to, yeah, like go to California and like see my car and, you know. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Get a Watch baby people that know what the heck they're doing with a car. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. They probably don't grind their wrenches down. Yeah, well, I mean, they, somebody probably gives them the right wrenches. So that's true. You know, there's that. There's that. So you have a, you're a mom. You have a daughter. Is she already into cars like you? Is she, she totally all about that is. life? Yes, I have awesome. a five year old. Her name is Daisy, and she's amazing. And she's adorable. It's um, it's so fun to like watch her reaction because. So I guess it was 2019 was the first time she saw me race and I thought she was going to be really scared going to the racetrack and just watching me, like even putting my helmet on, I thought she was going to be like, what are you doing? But mm. she loves it and she's like, go mommy, go. And my mommy's a oh. race car driver and it's so sweet. So it's, it's really, it's really neat to watch her and her getting frustrated. So I tried to take her karting racing and she was too little. She couldn't even reach the pedals. We were putting like all this padding behind her to try to like push her up so she could even just reach the gas. And she couldn't, but she was like so frustrated that she couldn't because she really wanted to. So we had to get her another little cart that she's been practicing on. And she, but she's a, she's a little daredevil too. So she has her little hot wheels and her, um, she has a little motorcycle that she loves riding everything's in pink like mommy <laughs> cute yeah she loves it yeah i started riding when i was four and that's perfect time to get on a motorcycle yeah no she, perfect. Yeah, she's perfect your she's bike was pink good. too wasn't it dan yeah. totally yeah okay yeah. <laughs> exactly. so, you know, it's important to be able to find you when you dip you know tip over in a ditch yeah so. <laughs> and it's yeah, super so. fitting when we first moved out here so we should just start a kindergarten and the school that she goes to um are the ford mustangs so she went to school and she's like, I'm a Celine Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> she's been taught well. She's That's right. Been, yeah. 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 Like yeah. Super not one fitting. of those common Mustangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Faster. Yeah. Absolutely. I do want to get kind of personal with that and ask what that, uh, what that was like for you, because even growing up for you, that Celine was already an iconic name when you were growing up. I mean, it's extremely recognizable no matter where you are. What was, what was that like being in the Celine family and being recognized by your last name so much? I'm sure you got asked um, by yeah, everyone. Yeah, no, it, it was cool. So yeah, when I was a little girl, I was very, very confused by it. I remember going to car shows and just being like, how does everybody know who I am? Like, how do they, why are they saying my name? Or like, why does everybody know dad? And so I remember my mom just saying like, well, a lot of people know of your dad. That doesn't mean that like they know you, but they know of you. And um, so I was starting to kind of get it. And then through high school, um, 
went on dates with guys that knew more about my father than I did. Yep. <laughs> had people faint <laughs> at the front door. <laughs> um, had, okay. had, had quite the experience. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was fun. I used it to my advantage. So I was nominated for prom queen. And so the week of prom, I had to, of course, drive a different color Celine to match my outfit Monday yes. through Friday. Because why not, right? Yeah, I would always right. tell people too because they would be like, oh, is she serious? And it's like, if your dad was Apple, you would have like the coolest computer every day, right? Like you would switch up your computers or you would do something. Exactly. So, yeah. So I just used it to my advantage. <laughs> yeah, no shame in that at all. That's fun. That's great. Yeah. Oh, hell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if 100%. I, yeah. I say if, <laughs> yeah. If I had to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would have crashed a lot more of them. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a problem. No, no, yeah, see, I didn't do that. I, was I feel like yeah. you would be a lot more responsible than I would have been. Like, yeah, I broke that one. Is there another one? What do you mean there's not another one? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so well, now that you're down in Texas, you got all this open room. Are you going to um, look at, I mean, there's so many different racing series in Texas beyond the tracks. I mean, you've got uh, all the high dist- the high speed runs, everything. I mean, that's like open territory for say, for Celine. I mean, especially in the off-road market. If you guys, yeah. I see a Bronco back there, so I was yes. going to ask you about that. Yeah, no, yeah, we're kind of dabbling in everything right now. Um, it's been really great being out here, just meeting lots of great people. Every time I walk Coda, I can literally walk down pit lane and people will offer me rides in their vehicle and just be like, it would be an honor if you could drive my car around the track. And it's been, it's, it's been great. And yeah, we're definitely dabbling in the off-road space. I'm really excited about our new Broncos and the suspension on it and the handling. And I haven't been one to do off-road racing, but I'm kind of eyeing it and want to get in that. Um, there's a lot of people out here that do drifting, so kind of looking at that as well. But um, yeah, it's been great and just stress relievers. Whenever you're, you go out in Harris Hill, we're members there, and um, it's another local track, and it's mm-hmm. nice. You said something that I haven't heard somebody doing as far as modification is the fact that you're working with the Bronco and in, in tooth. You're making an off-road Bronco and you're making more of a street-friendly Bronco. Mm-hmm. I don't think in, I haven't heard anybody do that yet. Can you talk about that a little bit as far as what that entails? Yes. So it hasn't been released yet. So this is kind oh, of on the hush hush. But um, so the okay. big only. We has, won't tell anybody. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Be quiet, everyone. No. Well um, so yeah. the off-road version has been released. So you've seen it's the big ole. So it's yeah. um, that that rendition of that, and it's we're doing the whole exterior and interior, big wheels and tires, and then the other one that we're doing is what we're calling our urban one, and you're it's kind of a um, I think like Range Rover ish vibes, so it's a more upscale, um, higher end um, touches to it. It's really it's really nice. And it'll keep running on like a Range Rover. Exactly. That's true. You yeah. won't get the, the wiring will be better. Be- yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's just, that's interesting in the fact that, you know, there, I don't think anybody's doing that, which I think is an, a, an interesting market to go into because mm-hmm. you can very much turn it into a luxury vehicle and something that it's never going to see dirt, which is fine. Yeah. Most yeah. Range Rovers don't. So your car yeah. do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're covering that's all so bases. Cool. Yeah. Whether you want to take it in the dirt or you want to drive it on the street, we got you. How was the reception at King of the Hammers when you showed up with the uh, the F one fifty? That's a that is a hell of a race. Insane! It was great. It was really, really, really good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've gotten a lot of attention from that. We're kind of working out um, some details, but um, hopefully, you'll be seeing a lot of them um, out there. Cool. 
So have you have you gotten into drifting? Um, obviously, you said you have the, the S1 set up for it. Yeah, so we have um, one of these ones um, uh, that we did. So Tanner Faust and Micah Diaz um, did a lot of exhibitions for us um, with the drift S1. And I am tr- I am going to learn. I have not done drifting. That is so new to me, but I'm intrigued by it. And it's like, I've done everything else. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, you, you started your training the day it was, everything was frozen. So, I mean, it's just figuring yeah. that out. You'll be no fine. Problem. Yeah. It's Good easy. Car That'd control. Easy. That'd be, I mean. Absolutely. It's just car control. Yeah. Exactly. Don't hit the wall. Keep sliding. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. It's so hard about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you hit the wall, guess what? We make the replacement parts. <laughs> there you That's go. Right. There you go. I know. I was yeah, using my dad when we did the S1 Cup racing. I was like, it's kind of in my best interest to take out the whole field because then it's like everyone has to get the replacement parts from me. <laughs> so that was a totally different dynamic for me. I'm yeah. like the thing. I'm like, so from a business standpoint, I feel like Rubin's racing. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I'm sorry I hit you. Come to me on yeah, Monday for a new bumper. Yeah, exactly. Sorry I hit you. Here's a, yeah. 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 Exactly. You should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for the S one is still new. I mean, it's not it's not out yet. Obviously, you guys are you right. um, hyping. It's it's coming out. It's on it's on the way. Um, tell me about the S one. I know it's four cylinder. What's it based off of? Let's go into a little bit about that if you can, real quick. Yeah. No. So the S one is our our new kind of ground up supercar. So kind of an mm-hmm. iteration of the S seven. So it's not based off an existing chassis or anything like that. Um, and it yeah mid engine and it's kind of same size as you will um, as any of like the Porsches. Um, it's kind of a smaller, yeah, it's a smaller, just two, two seater and it's super, but fun. way more cool than a Porsche an American made. Well, well it's yeah, funny because most of all the people that have been interested in, um, putting their orders in for the production one, um, we take like, um, a little survey of like, Oh, past vehicles you've owned or what do you currently drive? And a lot of them are Porsche. <laughs> well, it looks like the perfect little track toy. It's like 20 mid 2000 2700 pounds i think yep. is what i read somewhere mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's in by today's standards exceptionally light yeah and a mid-engine four-cylinder is totally perfect for a little track monster yeah so that's going to be cool especially with a carbon tub right yeah so yep. yeah there's yeah. not much that has come out of these guys that isn't a track monster or a street monster true or just a monster touche in general, touche so. yeah. yeah well and that's why we race it first because we want to make sure exactly. we're the head of the pack and then we go into production <laughs> Well, nice to be, nice to see it out there. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. yeah. What else is new on the radar for Celine coming up? You think um, anything else out there that you can hint at? Maybe I don't know. I'm just digging. No, yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a new supercar in the works. Oh, oh. Yeah, there we go. If that's all, if that's all I hear, that's, that's still great yeah. news. And that's Good. it. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I love hearing no, that. Yeah. So we are we we do have another supercar that will be coming out as well. So um, yeah, really excited about that. Very cool. So how did you kind of end up doing the, the parts side of things? Like, is that something you wanted to go into or, I mean, just sort of a natural progression? Yeah, definitely. So when I graduated college, um, I started to work for my dad uh, full time. And then I also worked for a law firm part time because I had went to school for psychology and pre-law and was going to oh. maybe go the attorney route. And um, but when I graduated, um, I worked for my dad and I was in the marketing um, department and at that time, we were opening, we were about to open up the Celine store, which was a retail automotive experience where, where it's at, like a mall, and you go kind of like what Tesla does now, um, where you yeah. go and you purchase, whatever. So I got really inspired and was like, Dad, I, like, that's what I want to do. I want to run the retail store. And my passion, obviously, I've always been passionate about Celine and wanted to work um, 
for the business. And so I kind of just stopped going the legal route and just focused on Celine. And so I did every role you can think of within the organization, whether accounting, production, um, everything. <laughs> and so um, worked my way um, through just understanding the business in a whole and then opened up the Celine store and ran that. It was super successful. We retailed a lot of vehicles out of that. We sold aftermarket parts and um, we had a whole apparel line. And we did um, scheduled installs. We had a whole concierge service, um, what we called the N2O bar, where we had like the oxygen machines and you could go up and grab a Red Bull and like ask us any question. So if you were like installing, you wanted to install those, um, like the cool tiling for your garage or, and you didn't know how to get it done, we would help like facilitate that. So it was kind of a whole automotive concierge service. Anyway, so the retail store was a great success and um we're planning to open up more of those and so as that was going on uh, vehicle production was picking up immensely and i just saw that the parts division kind of was being treated like the redhead stepchild and i was like dad like why don't we divide and conquer like so that i can focus the resources and grow the parts division and then you can focus on vehicle sales so again, full presentation pitch, <laughs> yeah. and but it took it took a while, and um, was able to to show him that I definitely want to grow the business, and with that, um, I was able to um, take Slim from Sports and not only just move it out of the Corona location, so that we had designated facility with the warehouse, um, but through that I grew and I started um, um, wanted to make all the parts in house too. Everything kind of. I wanted to be in control of our own destiny and be able to be in control of manufacturing the parts and being able to produce the good quality that you expect out of it. So um, purchased a couple of automotive businesses, um, if you're familiar with uh, Xenon and 3D mm-hmm. Carbon. Back in the day. Yeah. So acquired those companies in, I think it was 20, uh, 2017. Um, and then... So that brought in the capabilities, so we were able to manufacture the parts. And I was kind of operating these businesses all from different locations throughout California. And it's really (laughs) expensive to do business in California. So um, kind of did a whole nationwide search to figure out where would be the best place to put us centrally located so that we can deliver the product quicker and (laughs) do business where it doesn't cost as much as it does and the limitations with permitting and paint booths and all that. So we did a nationwide search and um, ended up being down to uh, North Carolina, Utah, and Texas. And I kind of thought we were going to end up in Utah. And then at the 11th hour, um, we pivoted and came to Texas um, because they had open arms and very supportive and it's been great. And so we ended up here and I was able to put all the business under one roof. And so we're able to grow and manufacture everything and keep tooling up new product. And it's been, it's been great. So yeah, doing everything in-house is so nice too. You can see your product start to finish all the quality controls there. Mm -hmm. It's one place to go when you have questions, why isn't this working? You just go back to one place. Go next door. 
if if somebody has an existing Mustang or something like that, can they get the parts from you and install them themselves, or is it strictly the fact that with your quality control that you want to install your parts? No, absolutely. If you if you're hands on and you guys know how to install, for sure. So sure. yeah, we sell um, aftermarket parts to a lot of body shops, but also individuals. Um, so it doesn't have to be installed by us. You can definitely make. There's a lot of clones out there, and so. And yeah, a lot of I know. Well, that's the yeah, one thing too is we always have. Make sure you call and verify the VIN before you uh, purchase a Celine, so we can definitely yeah. let you know if it's an authentic one or not, because because we do sell quality product, and you are able to make a great clone. <laughs> that's an interesting topic that we've yeah. not talked about, and, and you know, there's a lot of them out there that have been done very well, which is amazing to me because I'm like, why wouldn't you just go get the real thing? But I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you piecemeal it over the years, I, I get where people are at. But at the same time, like, you know, that's always been a thing with body kits across the industry. Because remember the big import boom when everybody made a body kit and yes. they were everywhere? Yeah. And there was, like, Wings West, Air Muni, yeah. and they all ABC. made this same-looking exact bumper, the exact body kit. Then you got it, and it like you're like, is this for the right car? <laughs> so... Yeah, are, are your your stuff now is carbon and AB or in uh, what is it poly? Polyurethane, right? yeah, yeah. So we yeah. do. We have a we uh, we have a couple different processes, but most of it, yeah, is polyurethane. Just because I'm working off the original tooling, which I like to keep everything OE. Um, so, um, yeah, we well, poly, carbon's we do nice carbon. Yeah, we we do carbon and we do fiberglass um, for our, the hoods and such. Right. Carbon's nice for race parts and, and for saving weight, but on the street, it just tends to get nailed with rocks a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really hard on the, the body. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And, and out of Austin, are you guys doing all the all the body panels and things like that for the new car, the S1, and then it's being assembled in California? Correct. Yep. Wow. Okay. Oh, dang. That's, so, yeah, that's yeah, so all the S1 yeah. cup cars yeah. we built in-house. So okay. that was all. And yeah. that's like every body component, like the roofs, the vendors, the everything. Because like I Dang, said, it's cool. built yeah. from scratch. So I mean, you guys have had such a history of Ford. I mean, you were putting together like the 2005 GTs, correct? The Ford yeah. GTs. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. The Ford GTs um, um, were commissioned to Celine to build from A to Z. So my dad did everything on that from engineering to the marketing to the setting of the price points and um, they were all built, so he had opened up a second location in Troy, Michigan, um, to to do those productions. That must have been pretty pretty neat to be a part of that, mm -hmm. and the fact that you know, so nobody knew it was coming, and then the fact that you guys got to be able to put everything together, and so, mm -hmm. I mean, I, that's my favorite Ford GT. But well, that, nice one. The new one's nice, but I love that. There's just something so nostalgic about that. Yeah, car. no, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think they took back the uh, the standing mile record too with one. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Yep. Crazy modified, but there was one that was like 2,200 horsepower or yep. something. It, it was just nuts. Again, what's that's what these all these cars need is more horsepower. Because I mean, <laughs> why, you know, what we don't need is new new roads to run them on. But well, you know, called race cars. So, yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. We talk about cars that are hard to get in and out of. That one was uh, you. I'd watch so many people smack their head. <laughs> just going to say, door. you smack your head on uh -huh. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Lean to the side. Exactly. Hope your head gets into the bubble. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I mean the the history. It's it's such. It's I mean when you think about you know Celine, you think it's it's Americana. It's like it's so yeah, classic. It's, I mean, um, yeah. What's Sorry. been your favorite one to drive over the years? Mm. Since you've kind of you probably had your hands on all of them. The S Seven, of course. S Seven. Yeah. Okay. I figured, but I mean that's just the showstopper. Um, yeah. 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 The S Seven is by far is just it's 
awesome. But I am my original, my 2007 Celine Mustang and the Lollipop Pink is mm-hmm. my favorite. It's your it's car. It's my car. Yeah. And it's, I haven't seen it in years. So it was at the LeMay Museum um, for mm-hmm. a couple of years. And now it's in the California Automotive Museum in Sacramento. And wow. um, okay. I think it may be going to another museum after that. So, yeah. So maybe I'll see her again like, soon. I'd like, I'd like to drive my car. You know, <laughs> it's mine. It's my color, my yeah. car. Yeah. yeah. No. Fair enough. But yeah, no, that's a, you said you're driving a, tr- a truck down there. I'm, I'm assuming it's a F-150 a or something. Yeah. So we have the, we have a Celine truck and then the Celine Bronco are kind of my, my dailies right now. Those are good dailies. They are good dailies. I, I'd, I'd love to drive a Bronco. Ford just didn't, was taking too long. Oh, I was going to say, you're talking about off-roading <laughs> yeah. and the Bronco is yeah. an awesome platform and you have so much of it to do down there. Yeah. So you should. Good places to R and D and be blasting through the desert and that thing. That's what I was gonna say. I'm so glad that the Bronco's Bronco. doing so well with the. Oh, ooh, that. yeah. Just saying. Are you guys gonna do your own touches on that too? No. See, everything that we change on the car is already more than what they did with uh-huh. that. Okay. So, well, that's what I'm saying. I so mean, that's the thing. We like, don't have to start. So we can just start with like the base base models because we change everything on it. Uh, that yeah, it's not. Okay. So there's no advantage for us to be to use like the new dark horse or like the. Raptor Bronco or anything because okay. we we changed what they Strip changed. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna do it better. We're gonna and, do yeah, it okay. even more. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You just get the Fair right enough. six, put on their own turbos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm, I want to drive that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> We're <laughs> just jealous over here. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Not sorry. Okay. So I mean, you had the opportunity to drive probably every car that your your father has designed. Mm-hmm. What car, if you didn't, if you couldn't drive a Celine, what would you be driving? Ooh, good one. I know that's tough because it, it, I'm not, I'm not talking, you know, like if you had to go on a trip and somebody's like, okay, we don't have any of those here yet, but you know, what are you, what are you driving? Like what, what else okay. piques your interest? Do you have that design? What are your, what are Celine's design inspirations? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, to that end, we just developed, so another one, my mom car, I'm currently driving the uh, C8. Oh, oh that. so yeah, that's so your mom just, car. That's my mom car, and Daisy's <laughs> okay, got a carbon cool. fiber car seat. It matches perfect. Ah, <laughs> the best mom car I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, okay, and, fair enough. Um, okay. Because yeah, so under 3D carbon, we developed a, a body kit for that. So we have the carbon oh. lowers on that. We did a center exit exhaust and um, some cool touches to that. So wow. I had to have well, one of those answer. as an R and D. Yeah, <laughs> that is the, as the best mom car answer I've ever say, heard. Like, to all the moms like, that are listening yeah. out there, time to step up your game. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> real fun. Uh, drop off, and it's like, oh, there's a child going to get out of that car because <laughs> yep. you don't even a see very her. Happy and child. Then, yeah, a very happy child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. I want a car. carbon fiber car seat. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so. mm-hmm. I think that's called a racing seat. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care. Harder <laughs> for the Subaru. <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> true. Wow. That's absolutely cool. Yeah. When are you coming to the Northwest again? Because you were up I here. Know. Yeah. I need to come ago. up there. I, I know. I, I got to check our calendar for all the it's car show season right now. It's it's game on. Yep. So. Starting to plan the whole year. We yep. just did the Dirtfish Women's Summit, which mm-hmm. you missed out on. She should be up here for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's all. I know. I Chrissy was here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one could probably do some good rear wheel drive rally cross. Yeah. Ooh. That would, that would be, be cool. fun. I know. I really could. The rallies. All right. Is that something you want to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they've, they're racing the, the FRS, BRZ, whatever it is now. Yeah. I mean, Rear wheel drive class is booming in Rally Cross. 
Oh, that'd be a fun car. It would be. Okay. And mid-engine, too. Pitting. Okay. Yeah, it'll wow. hold up. No, I no, definitely, I definitely, so that's one of my things I'm trying to convince is we're, we might be making one of these S1s into a rally car. Because there we go. Yeah, there we go. Oh my gosh. So, so good cool. idea, Dan. Good Even job. though they already had it. You already yeah. Had yeah. It. Good job, Dan. Way to think ahead of it. But you're hired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's been on our radar for sure. Is there a form of racing that you would like to do? Oh, yeah. That you, I mean, bes- you said, said rally. rally but. I mean, I... Right now, I really like sports car racing. I, I really, but I've actually been racing the F4s, um, the open wheel okay. yeah, um, at Coda, and that is super fun. <laughs> I'm literally like, it cracks me up because I am grinning ear to ear under my helmet when I'm driving that. Like, I just. You're grinning right now just talking well, about it. Well, because it just makes it so exhilarating. You have full exposure. Like, I can see everything and to be like a couple inches off the ground. Like, I was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah, so I left my mark on the wall at Coda because I was going flat out during the S's, and which is far because the S's are far from the wall. I mean, I'm not proud of yeah. this, but I just want to say that I was going flat out and just testing it. But the arrow of it is what threw me off. So normally, mm-hmm. like if you're going in and you're missing the apex and you want to adjust your line, you like lift a little bit and you can do that. No, you cannot mm-hmm. lift an F4 car. The whole front end lifted up on me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wheelie. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. to get, I'm going to go look at this wall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. So, but, you don't know until you do that. Yeah, so, but then you get yeah. right back in and you go again and it's like, okay, now I understand and but it's, it's part of learning. But yeah, actually so if I could maybe progress through that, that would be I just the full visibility is next level. It's like carding on steroids. It's not much in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just like on steroids, yeah. Well, like, yeah, when you're in the race cars, you have, like, all the A-pillars and, every, like, it's hard to get full track view. But when you're mm-hmm. open-wheel racing, that's that's pretty dynamic. Yeah, you're hitting the inside of the apex. You're literally looking at the right. tire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You <Exactly>. know. <laughs> you know you're hitting yeah. it. I can't imagine that. I mean, I'll never, it'll never happen for me because I, there will never be a car big enough for me to be able to get into it or be able to get out of afterwards. You can but, do an aerial item. Ah, no. I mean, I, that's, I mean... After being becoming you know a huge into open wheel racing in the last few years and really you know embracing that sport, which I mean mm-hmm. everybody around the world has, but that's just amazing to me. So mm-hmm. that's so cool, and it's so it's so nice that you're so you can be you know a coda you know yeah. and, and be racing as much as you want. So yeah, yeah, that's a cool track. That's really it. Really is like I said, I had never been there before, and then we went there for, obviously for F one, and it was just incredible to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that track is, you're talking about those S-curves and watching those guys go through there it's flat incredible. out. And I'm going, <laughs> yeah. then you go home and try to do it in, you know, fours and it's like, it doesn't work as well. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. What's a Celine got in racing these days? I mean, you said, I mean, I know you're GT4 and, mm-hmm. but what's in drifting you're talking about, but uh, what, what are you, what forms of racing is Celine doing? Is so there's a lot of privateer teams. So there are people okay. that have the the S1s that are racing, um, and the GT4 with SRO, we do SCCA racing. There's um, GT Celebration. Um, so there's all different forms of, um, of privateer teams. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. Yeah. That'd be a really fun way to do things. I mean, it's, I a, it's such an incredible car. Like, And when, when, I don't know if you said it or not, when are, when are customer cars starting to be delivered? I believe it's going to be um, sometime next year. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see. I mean, I've obviously seen a ton of them on the track, you know, throughout 
different programs, but uh, yeah. to see that car in, in, in real life, like I said, it's just like seeing the S7, and it's just, it's amazing, mm -hmm. the design, you know. You guys did a good job. I don't know if anybody's told you that, yeah, but it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I, I meant to ask this earlier. Uh, uh, if you buy a white label Celine mm -hmm. or yellow label, can you go through the your Celine parts catalog and, and upgrade to a black? Like, could you do that piece by piece if you started there, or do you? I mean, you said you mentioned you take the whole car apart, basically. You could, yes. However, um, when you go to sell the car, it would be registered as a white label. A white label. So what I just tell okay. customers is, yes, definitely get a white label, and then if you want to upgrade and get the complete body kit, just purchase it from Celine and just keep those invoices. So when you go to resell it, you have that as backup right. to show, but we wouldn't, we wouldn't revenue or give you a new serialization and call it a black label. Interesting. Right. Makes okay. sense. Okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I remember back in high school, um, there was this girl, Ashley, who had a gray Mustang Celine convertible Fox body. She was hot. Okay. And the well, car yeah, yeah, took it over the top for me <laughs> back then. And I still think about that car. It was my first, not, I mean, she was cool, but I still love seeing that car. Yeah, I don't think you'd know her hot. name if you, she didn't have a, a No, I would have yeah, no idea. She, yeah, she, yeah, there you she go. a blip on the radar, but see, like, she was the cool girl in town, okay. for sure. And it was like, I still remember that car vividly. I have a Celine connected memory. <laughs> I mean, minus her, I can't believe giving a, a high schooler a car like that. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know. It was cool as hell. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. There's another guy, Gary, with a gray hard, hard top in town, too. I love so how you know their names. Car, You're like, yeah. yeah You're like, oh, I you do. have a cool car. That's okay, Dan. I'll remember yeah. your name. <laughs> well, my town yeah. didn't even have a, a stoplight growing up, so it wasn't hard to remember a lot of people. But yeah. it's funny how those two, I'm like, there was Gary and there was Ashley, mm -hmm. and they had Celine's. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of iconic. If you if you're gonna be a a car lover or in live in America, you're gonna know. I mean, it's yeah. just you know, especially you know, if you come up to one of those cars and you see the iconic numbers on the front bumper, mm -hmm. and, every, and it's you know, and that which causes so many questions. It's like oh, you yeah. know, like you said, no, and it's great you know. though because you stop at a gas station and everyone has so many mm -hmm. questions, and it's just a good social. You literally feel like a celebrity driving a Celine. Like it's just you get a lot of attention. And it's cool too. So like you talk about the uh, production number that we put on the, the front bumper. Mm -hmm. So we authenticate your vehicle before we would even sell your replacement bumper numbers, just so there's no, oh. nobody's getting the clones out there. I mean, people make <laughs> nice. up the final, I understand. Yeah. But um, to get the original Celine ones, we do VIN checks and then um, we don't sell the interior dash plaques or the engine bay plaques unless you provide proof of registration and such like that. So. It sucks that I mean I'm so glad that you guys have the integrity to do that and it's it's wonderful but it sucks that you have to yeah <laughs> you know the, the dishonesty out there of people doing and making clones yeah. so, so I, but you know imitation is the highest form of no flattery, definitely you know, so. and I I support some of the clones like I like people completely build out their cars and they're beautiful and it you know yeah. it's just like just let people know that it's a clone and don't try to sell it as a yeah. Celine yeah. is the only thing yeah. But. Don't lie about it. Yeah. Celine-ish. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. yeah, exactly. You can mod right, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I'd do that if I had a, if I had a Stang. I'd well, yeah, and you can do it at your own pace. So, so if you have a GT yeah. Mustang and you kind of want to do it, it's like start with the wing and then like let's do a supercharger and then let's do... Let's paycheck this out. <laughs> <laughs> you can sleep in this. You don't need to go to work. Come yes, on. Can't exactly. Yeah, you can't, yeah. Race your you can't race your house. <laughs> Celine's not going to do crap for your house. Put it on your car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And suck nice. it up. Just go to the Ford dealership and order what you want. <laughs> so. And you know what? Dan will remember Excellent. your name because you're driving a Celine. <laughs> exactly. Right. I didn't know you had such an... 
a love for that, Dan. Yeah. It's it's just a weird memory that stuck with it. me because then yeah. I, I mean you know it. you grow up in a small town and those cars really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean especially at the time. I mean the Fox Celines have always had. I mean the bodies are iconic, right? Uh, this yeah, this was mid nineties. But I mean the yeah. the the Fox bodies always stuck out, and Celines have always stuck out because mm-hmm. the body kits. But the Fox body especially because mm-hmm. the wing on them was large, and in the convertible you had the roll bar, so mm-hmm. it was unmistakable, and because that car flexed like this without it. <laughs> I mean, it was just put it out It's there. almost like they know what they're doing. Right, yeah. 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 And so it's like, you know, and yeah, it was such a just gorgeous, iconic car. And it was in every magazine. Well, they're rare like, to see, so time. it's exciting when you do yeah. see it. So it is literally power in the hands of a few. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was like movie car status back yeah. then because you didn't see those kind of kits on cars. They weren't. They didn't have wild body oh, kits until the import say it. You were a big fan of Vanilla Ice and anything Fox oh, body. I get yes. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, movie cars. I never cars, did roll my 5.0. Yeah. <laughs> a fun fact, we built a lot of movie cars. So I don't know if you guys know. Um, where should I start? So Transformers. Yeah, yeah so tell us more. Okay, so Transformers. Okay, yeah, I knew about Transformers. Transformers. So, yeah. But okay. did you know that we built Bumblebee for Transformers? Did, did no. not. Okay, yeah. Okay. So Michael Bay reached out to my father and when Transformers was coming out and he was like, hey, um, so I'm coming out with this movie or whatever and I want to use your car in it. But I was like, great. Then a couple weeks go by and he calls back and he's like, hey, Steve, I got some bad news and I got some good news. And he's like, all right, well, what's the bad news? And he's like, uh, the bad news is GM came into the studio and wrote a big check and they want to feature the new Camaro and Transformers. And my dad's like, okay. And he's like, so I'm going to put the Camaro as the, um, as the hero, hero car, car and Transformers. Yeah. And my dad's like, all right. He's like, so I'm going to move um, the Celine to be Barricade. And my dad's and like, hey, guy. we're the badass. And my dad's like, we build badass cars. We'll be the bad guy. Absolute, That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So what's Absolutely, the good news? Yeah. You know, like my dad was totally fine with that. Yeah. He was like, so what's the good news? And he's like, well, Jim hasn't come out with the Camaro. And they don't have enough time to build a running Camaro for the first day of shooting. So um, they contracted my dad to build the first running Camaro. And we built it (laughs) and made it to set in time. And so we built Bumblebee. And my dad handpicked that yellow that's on Bumblebee because he was like, what color yellow do you want? He's like, you pick. And my dad's favorite color is yellow. So he's very meticulous Mm. with his yellows. But um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. So that kind of built a relationship with GM. So that's how... If you knew that we built some Celine Camaros, okay. Um, so that was what did what did it say on the side of barricade to serve and enslave or something yeah. like that? And enslave or something. Or something. Like that. Yeah, that was a as far as I mean, evil cars. That was great. It was great. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, that was yeah. yeah. And then we built <laughs> we built uh, Need for Speed. All the supercars. We built all of the supercars in that movie. Yep. So that was okay. pretty cool. I knew that one. Yeah, I, t- I knew the Mustang, and that was a Celine. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then like the the the, the silver blue, one. The silver one. Okay. There's, yeah, it's yeah. silver, right? No, but you built all the cars. All in that the movie. wait. So wait, hold on. I'm, I think I'm. No, is it Need for Speed the one with all the supercars in it with the S7? And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, with the Bugatti Aaron, and the Aaron Paul. Um, oh yeah. The full yeah. So we yeah. yeah. So we were commissioned to build all of those. Okay. And then. Um, what else did we do? Oh yeah. And so then uh, the camera car for that, because they needed a high speed uh, vehicle. Be able to catch your cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we built a Celine <laughs> yeah. with, it was fully rigged up with the camera system to go full throttle wow. with them to do the high speeds. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's so cool that, I mean, 
<laughs> I remember Aaron Paul Steve talking about Celine. how fast that car actually was. Like, it yeah. really was. And he was like, it's like, it's supposed to be a movie car, but this thing's really fast. Well, it's funny. <laughs> so, and Bruce thing. Almighty, um, Jim Carrey oh, drove yeah, yeah, Selena yeah, Seven. So, you see, yes. you know the part where he, it's like yeah. doing a burnout when he like, when he parts yeah. the road? No, that was the clutch yeah. burning. That was the first time Jim Carrey drove a manual. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it had a clutch. It had a clutch. Yeah. Yeah, we replaced. That right. I forgot we about replaced that. Yeah. a few clutches on that on that set, but um, but that was awesome. <laughs> that was my Great dad's publicity. one of my dad's favorite jokes. He tells people is that um, the Pope may drive a Ferrari, but God drives a Celine. There uh, you go. Yeah. Oh, I like right? it. I like it. Yeah, that works. Yeah, cool, excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, we really appreciate you taking time to come on the show. Um, I know you're you're extremely busy. Um, where are people going to be able to see you this year? Like you said, you guys are getting ready to kind of hit show the circuit. Show, show circuit. Are you guys yeah. going to be at certain places where they can see the new cars? Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of coming up, we have we have our annual Celine show that I always go to, and that's going to be in October. And then we also have a big um, Celine show um, in July that will also be. They change it every year, but they're going to be doing it in California this year too. Okay. So. Those are two um, that I will be attending and um, just kind of, there's a lot. I think my dad's going to Ponies and Smokies coming up. Um, we've got, there's, Makes sense. yeah. No, oh, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean you, yeah. like I oh, said, you, you know, and I'm obviously, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I think people want to meet you, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you for know. sure. Yeah. So yeah, come see me in California, Yeah. July, October. And um, yeah, I'll keep you guys posted where else I'm at. And if you're out and about and you happen to see her Mustang somewhere, just yes. report it to her where it is. Yes, so. please. <laughs> just tag your car. Just tag yeah, I found it. Yeah. Found it. Found it. If you're Texas Excellent. and you see a blonde driving a C8 with a little girl next to her, wave. Yes. <laughs> don't, try like to, don't try to catch <laughs> it. Don't try to just catch it. Of, yeah. Don't try to catch it. I feel like wave. a lot of people would wave. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <Hey. laughs> no. Bye. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing all the cool stuff that's coming out of it. In the future. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. So. You rock. Thanks again. Okay. For this episode of the Vance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>